0: Buckhead, dying. So can you? Zed's dead, baby. This was my beginning of something really bad. I have to go home.
1: Yeah, you may be a superhero, buddy, but you're not invincible. You are home. You let be lighting for a week. I was trying to be
0: romantic. Go to the coast. We get together. Have a few laughs. We will not go quietly into the night. Let me take what our, our lives, but the they'll world. never we take our oh, freedom. <laughs> And I'm Stephanie. And we're... The, the Film Underdogs!
1: Welcome back to Film Underdogs. Today we're going to be talking with Dana Shea. Dana's a local actress here in Portland, and she's been in a few shorts. You have been in a feature or not yet?
2: Um, I'm actually filming two features right now. Nice!
1: Yeah. I saw that you had a number of shorts. The one that I wanted to ask you about was the zombie the musical
2: zombie the musical was my best friend in college's honors thesis so she wrote the script and wrote the music and all of our friends filmed it together and it is a glorious piece of effort from a lot of people who really didn't know what they were doing not a, cinem- a work of cinematic genius, but I always like to brag about it, and I love that it's on IMDb because I think it's hilarious, and when I watch it, even though I, like, cringe at my acting and cringe at so many other things, I'm just like, this was so much fun. <laughs> we got to film singing in, like, the freezing Montana weather, and it was great.
1: <laughs> That's cool. Dana has worked with both Stephanie and I on
0: the 48-hour film project. Yeah. Like, we that.
1: Yeah, I was actually trying to remember the name of the Forty Eight Hour Project <laughs> movie. Wow! Uh, now open. No,
2: I'll, yeah, now, now open. open. Ooh. Team Shiny Objects. Check them out. It's on Vimeo.
1: Yes, it is, and it's <laughs> on uh, IMDB listed too. Yes, it is. So. What, what And that's another piece of cinematic genius, but, you know? It works. Mm-hmm. It's something. It's out there.
2: I loved Whatever. the experience with the forty-eight hour film festival, and I loved how I, I, I kind of fell into it. Like um, Derek just posted a casting call at like one o'clock in yeah. the morning, and I just happened to be on Facebook because I didn't have anything to do that that weekend. I wasn't I wasn't filming anything. I had the day off, so I was up at one o'clock in the morning, which I never am. And I saw that, and I submitted, and he messaged me, and I was like, "Cool, I have to be to on set in five hours. I should probably like go to bed." <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, and then, that's then, why I
2: was falling. I, every time I wasn't on, every time I wasn't like actively filming, I was asleep on his couch. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then that's the first time we met, and the first thing I did is
2: yeah. bruised you up. So, <laughs>
1: <yeah>. <laughs> that was a lot of Figuratively,
2: fun. Figuratively, or artistically, I guess. Yeah, well, you know. That was fun, actually.
1: Yeah, and I'm hoping at some point we get to work together on something with some good makeup again so that I got a chance to do it Did you were kind of a trooper through that whole thing oh but... I
2: love getting my makeup done <laughs> I wouldn't be lying if. I... oh god that sucks so much why do we have to get our makeup done no, that's the best part
1: and <laughs> so kind of enjoying the rest of the filmmaking mm-hmm. process as well that's good I mean I haven't gotten into the writing aspect of it yet but that's just because I'm not comfortable enough with my dialogue mm-hmm. you know that that,
2: com- that comes though. Yeah, it's a I'm, skill.
1: That's something that I'm not overly comfortable with at this point, but um,
0: you just have to
2: find your style as well.
1: Yeah, I yeah. think so. I've got a couple of things that I've written that I'm kind of stalling on because I can't find the right dialogue for what it is. Mm-hmm. I've got a um, novel that's basically written, but I've got to be comfortable enough to actually put it out there, and then. I've also got a kid's book that I'm writing that the part that's hung me up is the dialogue. Mm-hmm. so I want to, um, I really need to sit down and just write it out and then go back and tweak the dialogue later. But, you know, it's going to be interesting to see where those go as well as everything else in my life. That's
2: awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know if, like, actors do it, but I know sometimes writers do it, just kind of go out in public and just, like, Li- or, like, go to, like, a cafe or just listen to people talk? Like, do you ever do that just to figure out, like, a character or anything?
2: I don't know if I've ever, co- like, consciously done it with the intention of having it be for something like that. But I, I love people watching. Yeah. I love – downtown Portland oh, is yeah. a freaking gold mine. <laughs> I love it.
1: <laughs> well, and from a uh, makeup – point of view it's very interesting too because you go down there and you see all kinds of different faces and um some very weathered people and then mm-hmm. you know you get the get
2: inspired
1: yeah and you see the kind of the street kid look that's going on and mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there's all kinds of different things you'll see in downtown that's a unique experience mm-hmm. for sure. absolutely how did you get your start in acting
2: um it was kind of a weird little road like I really loved acting when I was younger like a little kid and then in middle school but I kind of gave it up in high school because my school didn't have a theater program and so I went to college not knowing that that's what I wanted to do until I was about a junior um and then I just decided on a whim with a couple of my friends to audition for the play Robin Hood and I ended up getting the part of Maid Marian and like kind of just realized through the rehearsal process that like it was the highlight of my day and it was the best thing I was doing and so I was like you know what I'm gonna go back to that original dream and yeah I made the decision and I pursued it pretty relentlessly and now I'm here yay yay
0: like what or who was your inspiration
2: for acting I really love Jennifer Lawrence Yes! And of course, everybody loves Jennifer Lawrence, but there's also, there's an actress who was really big in the silent film era and back in like the early days of film named Myrna Loy, and I love her and I watch her films like when I'm sick because she's from Montana and so I call her my spirit guide because, yeah, if she could do it, then we all can. <laughs> That's awesome.
1: How many uh, things have you been in as far as uh, shorts or movies now? Give or take. Around
2: a dozen, maybe a couple more. But I'm filming actively filming one feature, and then um, we've done the trailer, and we're gearing up for another feature. It'll start a little more seriously once the weather gets better.
1: Um, Nice. I saw that you had a TV pilot. What was that about? Yeah,
2: um, that happened when I was still in Montana, actually. A guy in Missoula decided that he was going to film a sitcom based on his time working in a movie theater in Humboldt County. And so, yeah, I was brought in to play the part of a girl who had just graduated from college and was going in to kind of manage this movie theater with a bunch of bums. It was really fun. We got to film in this really awesome Egyptian-themed theater in Hamilton, Montana, and I got to meet a bunch of really awesome people, but unfortunately, (laughs) it didn't go anywhere. (laughs) Pilots. Pilots. (laughs) Pilots. Well,
1: it's still cool you can say, you know, yeah, I've been on a pilot. Yeah. Even if it didn't go anywhere, you've always got that to fall back on. It's something that you can add to your resume, you know, saying, well, it's something I've done. And I think
2: in some ways it was like a really big encouragement to pursue things more seriously because it was the first thing that I kind of did outside of... My college. once I made the decision to start pursuing it. I'd done a couple of plays at that point and I'd done a couple of student films, but it was the first time that somebody outside of that small circle cast me. And that was pretty exciting.
0: Yeah. Like what made you want to come to Portland versus like L.A. or New York?
2: I did a bunch of research before I graduated and these are best for film and a lot of things came up like Atlanta and... Austin and Portland was on the list as one of the best cities for film and they were saying it was even better than Los Angeles because it was less saturated and I think it was intimidating to go to Los Angeles because you know that you're going to go there and every person you meet is going to be wanting to do the exact yeah. same thing. It's eventually my plan is to go to LA, but right now I'm really actually happy in Portland. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, you were recently in LA, right?
2: I wasn't there for any filming or anything. Oh. I went down there for vacation, but it was amazing. I like, I beat my friends down there. Their flight came in later. So I just went to the Walk of Fame and walked around for like two hours. It was so amazing.
0: Jealous.
1: <laughs> well, and one thing that I've heard through podcasts that I listen to mm-hmm. you should pretty much stay where you're at until you're you know that you're on top of your game because as soon as you go to LA or New York or one of the major cities, yeah, you're back on the bottom. You're, you're going to be in a pool of people who all are as good or better than what you are. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be people who aren't quite as good as you are also, but you're going to have a lot more competition for any given role, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's where an area like this, Portland's really big for all kinds of, uh, Filming and stuff, you've got Grimm, Portlandia, Mm -hmm. quite a few major shows here. Um, Movies are being filmed around here all the time. And it's just not as big of a talent pool, even though it's a kind of a big area for it. It's not as big as some of the other areas. So you can make it here where you might flounder somewhere else, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's a good area to get your foot in the door and really make sure that you're on top of it before you make that jump to L.A. or somewhere.
2: Yes, that's very true.
0: (laughs) So what's, like, um, what is it called, like an acting technique? Or, you know, when people are, like, either they're... Oh, they're method actors, actors. Yeah. yeah. Like, what's your thing?
2: I don't know if I really identify with a specific technique. I do know that when I've studied, the one that's made the most sense to me has been Meisner. I don't know. I kind of believe that there's not one technique that will help you with every role because you need to do different things to get yourself into different mindsets, to do different emotions and not one approach is going to work for every actor in every situation. Um, So I kind of just use whatever tool I need to get myself into the headspace that I need to be in for any given scene, I guess. (laughs) Like what
0: makes you cry? No, I mean, how do you get yourself to cry or just like those extreme emotions?
2: If it's really emotional, sad-wise, take a couple minutes or however long it takes. Just step away and you have to just – you imagine yourself in the situation because you want it to be real. You don't want to be reaching for something or forcing anything to happen. But also just yourself to fall into where you need to be, okay. I guess.
0: That makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, that's why, like, I don't know. I always wondered because I never really wanted to do acting. I mm-hmm. just felt like I would be too awkward or something. And mm-hmm. uh, But still, like, it just seemed interesting just how people get in that mindset, you mm-hmm.
2: know. And it's hard. I know some people, like, there are a couple of really famous actors who are notorious for this. But, you know, they'll become a character for the entirety of whatever they're filming. Like, Christian Bale was really notorious for that on Batman. He would stay Batman for... The entire time they were filming and that's not a luxury that we're given in portland because i played a drug dealer in the 48 hour film festival so i didn't have the luxury of walking around for 48 hours pretending that i was a <laughs> drug dealer in my daily life <laughs> yeah.
1: certain roles you can get into that mindset and it's okay mm-hmm. none of us at this point are to that point where this is our only profession So it's not like we can just stay in one mindset or stay totally focused on one thing because we've all (laughs) got to go back to our normal daily lives and we don't have that luxury of saying, oh, I'm just staying on set until this is over,
2: you know? Mm -hmm. I don't think that Heath Ledger could have gone to his day job as the Joker and I don't think that would have been okay. (laughs)
0: Did you see that video where I think he was at a premiere or something and then one of the staff saw him and freaked out and he was being interviewed by some lady and she like freaks out like, oh! <laughs> and then he goes, hi, and then goes up to her and kisses her on the mouth and then she faints. <laughs> no, I know, so I haven't great. seen that.
2: I'm going to watch it when I get home now though. Oh my
0: God, it's the best. So it's like, oh, Heath Ledger, I love you even more.
2: Oh, Heath Ledger, R.I.P. What's been your
1: favorite genre? What would you like to actually get into the most?
2: Comedy. 100%. I don't feel like I'm very funny when I speak in my regular life, but I think it's my strong point in acting, and it's definitely what I want to do. All of my favorite TV shows are comedies, and all of my favorite movies are comedies in some way. So,
0: What are some of your favorite movies?
2: I've been thinking about this because it's a very difficult question. I just said that all my favorite movies are comedies, and the first thing that popped into my head was *The Lord of the Rings*. But <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> well, so think... that that doesn't line up. But I love *The Princess Bride*. Oh yeah, yeah, never we gets can old.
1: <laughs> have things outside of uh, just your favorite genre, you know? No, I'd...
0: *Lord of the Rings* is such a comedy. Oh my god, that Gimli! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
2: uh, Frodo, so funny. Vaggins, <laughs> little circle fat <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Is he in the room? What just happened? Oh, <laughs> you have to do the rest of this interview in that voice. Oh, no, I refuse to go on if you don't. <laughs>
0: oh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's your new gimmick. That's oh, so no.
0: you know. <laughs> the whole thing where it's like, you have my bone and my axe. Or whatever. What's the whole thing? You, <laughs> You're looking at the wrong person I mean, what's the whole thing? What's the whole thing? You two know it, right? Yes, no,
2: I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> I do know it, but... It's
1: actually not one of my favorite movies. How I really, could you? I really enjoyed the books. books. The movies books. are...
0: Books. I don't really read
2: them. I, I love the books. I love Tolkien. But the movies are my favorite. <laughs>
1: I'm going to have to revisit them. To me, they were just way, way too long. (laughs) And I think when I saw them, I wasn't in the space for something...
2: That long? That Oh, see, I watched them.
1: (laughs) And they're long uh, books and stuff, so it's not that it's surprising, but sometimes I think that kind of stuff can go a little too long, and it's like, unless you're really into it, it's like, okay, come on, move things along.
2: Um, when I was in college, every every semester, so twice a year before finals, we would all go to my friend's house, the same friend who directed Zombie the Musical, funny enough, um, and a bunch of us would just get together and we would bring a bunch of junk food and stuff and sit in her basement and watch all of the Lord of the Rings movies all the extended Lord of the Rings oh movies uh, in order. Yes, I need
0: to yeah. do that, seriously. It
2: was, oh my God, we, I haven't done that We yet. can do it in my house. Yeah. We'll just have it all. Oh it's my God. It's wonderful. It's relaxing. I've oh. seen those movies, I would say a shameful amount of times, but I'm not ashamed of it. So, you know, it is yes. what it is.
0: <laughs> I haven't seen them in forever. I own them now on Blu-ray, but like, uh, I just need to watch them.
2: I mean, treat yourself.
0: Yeah, (laughs) treat yourself. Oh my God, Parks and Rec is the best.
2: I love Parks and Rec. Oh my God. Love it all.
0: It's my comfort food now. Oh yeah, who are you in the show? Who would you think you... I was telling my friend Justin, I think I'm uh, half Andy, half April. He's like, (laughs) nope, you're Ben. I'm like, what? And he's like, no, I'm Andy and April. I'm like, No. We had this weird argument on Facebook and where he'd like tag me in a picture of Ben and he's like, Oh it's Stephanie and then yeah.
2: Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> I think that I'm probably a weird combination of Leslie and Anne. Anne. Yeah. <laughs> and I do love Anne. Oh my god, she's the best. Yeah. Seriously. Anne Perkins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Leslie. Nope. <Yeah>. <laughs> and Dwight okay <laughs> okay do you not watch parks and rec mitch no you're just killing me here like <laughs> oh yeah uh, there's we need to
1: there's certain comedies that i really like and then some of them are just outside of what i can do mm-hmm. you know
0: have you even given parks and rec a chance
1: yes i have <laughs> i have watched it at points and it's just not my thing you know watch it more make it your friend
2: I mean, it's all on Netflix. It just takes a couple of afternoons of dedication and pizza, and you've got it.
1: And There's not enough tequila in this house for that. <laughs> Have
2: you seen then go it? get more tequila. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that seems like the obvious solution.
0: Have you seen the bloopers? Oh, yes.
2: Oh, yes. <laughs> my favorites are the Chris Pratt oh, outtakes. God.
0: Yes, where he farts and stuff. Lots and of the, poop jokes. <laughs> oh, my God, where he's like, I wipe and I wipe and I wipe and I wipe. <laughs> And I keep wiping, that's it's like a marker. It's like I'm wiping a marker. It's so ah! good. It's
2: so good. Yeah. So, other favorite movies. I like. I said I love The Princess Bride, a lot. I just read. Oh, I can't now. I can't think of his name. But the guy who played Wesley wrote a book that's all about his time carry carry you elway Elwes, whatever um yeah, he came to portland or something yeah or something. yeah i um i saw him on a morning talk show and it was uh like a saturday and i was eating cereal and i have never gotten dressed and out of the house so fast because i went to powell's hoping that he would be there oh. and i missed him i was so sad oh. but yeah it was a good book and i love the movie i can probably quote every single line in it nice. <laughs> yeah
0: I'm blanking on all of them right now. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, there's like the the dude, the balding dude who's like, <laughs> what can I say, dude?
2: The Sicilian. But,
0: uh, no, the guy with the, the poisonous wine or whatever. Yeah, the Sicilian. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know yeah. everything. I've, only seen, I've seen it, but I haven't seen it like you have, I guess. I don't
2: know. I've seen it very many times. I love it. And I also love this movie. Um, I said all my favorite movies are comedies. I think I lied. My favorite TV shows are comedies. I I love a lot all sorts of movies. But there's this one that I really love called August Rush. And yes. Yes. Right. you yes. seen it. Oh, my gosh. Oh my so yes. many people haven't heard of it. And it's oh such a great underrated and that, movie. And yes. Robin Williams is in it randomly. Robin Williams is in and it. Like, and he's fantastic. Yeah. And, and Freddie um, Harmore
0: is so cool. Yeah. Oh my, oh my gosh, gosh. it just makes
2: me cry I have to go home and watch it yeah that movie makes me cry every time I watch it it gives me Seriously? goosebumps oh for like yeah. the yeah. first moment yeah. I have the soundtrack on my iPod and I'll listen to nice. it at work I used to listen to it all the time it's beautiful and, like,
0: the dad yeah. I forget his name right now
2: I'm the sorry. actor Jonathan Rees Myers mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah he's great yeah oh my god so Irish and wonderful <laughs> I know and like and he can sing like oh my god dang I, I those songs too I
0: don't know what happened to them All the songs he sings in the movie. I had all
2: those. I love them. I love the music in it because it blends, like, rock and roll with the classical. Yeah. Beautiful. Have you seen that, Mitch? Mm -mm. Watch it. It's good. keep
0: losing you.
2: Mitch, what movies do you like?
1: (laughs) (laughs) A lot of my favorite movies are actually the 80s action movies that...
2: The Karate Kid? hmm,
1: Well, of course, but... You've got like
2: Fight Club. Is that know. 80s or is that the 90s? 90s. Okay, I lied. actually, that's
1: one of them that I've got to put on the list. I've seen like maybe half of that, or we not even half. I don't think
2: we shouldn't be talking about Fight Club.
1: Yeah, we talk about Fight Club. I mean, like Lethal Weapon. Die heard is probably, if not my favorite movie, it's probably in the top five all-time movies. I mean. A lot of them like that, but then you've also got the old stuff like Casablanca. That's in Ooh. the top ten, easy.
2: I do. I do love old old movies. I love Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah. Yes, cat. Cat. <laughs> if I ever get a cat, the cat's name is going to be Cat. Yeah. <laughs> and only people who understand will be allowed to pet it. <laughs> yeah. nice.
0: Cat was in the ring. It was sad. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that movie.
2: Mm, it makes me happy. <laughs> I remember
0: it, but I don't remember it. And uh, have you seen uh, Silver Linings Playbook? Oh, of course. It's like one of my favorite movies. Yeah. I just watched it again recently, and I'm like, oh, I love this
2: movie. I, I intentionally go and see everything that Jennifer Lawrence is in, yeah. because I just adore her. <laughs> She's
0: going to be in this new movie, what is it called? Joy. Yes. Yeah,
2: that comes out on Christmas. Oh, is that
0: David O. Russell again?
2: I think so. Uh, I mean, it's her and Bradley Cooper and Robert De Niro, so. Again? Yeah. I'm miss that
0: Robert De Niro's in it. Okay. Yeah gotta see it then
2: but he wasn't in american hustle was he de niro um i I don't remember i think he had a small part yeah yeah yeah. 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 it was the same it was the same cast yeah yeah okay he was in there momentarily i really liked that too a lot of people didn't like american hustle i I thought it it was great
0: it it was hard for me to follow i'll
2: admit it i don't know yeah a little bit but then it worked out i guess yeah i enjoyed it good funny movie Kind of. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. <laughs> A little like weird. Adams, pretty crazy. I love Amy Adams. Yeah. She's another great.
0: She
2: was in uh, Enchanted. Oh, yeah. my. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that she kind of, people take her seriously now. It would have been hard because that was kind of her breakout role. Yeah. So.
0: Her first role that I still need to see is Junebug, I guess, with Ben
2: McKenzie. I never saw that. Now. I
0: don't watch that show, but you it?
2: I don't watch it either, and sorry. I've never seen that, so <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay.
1: How can you not watch Gotham?
2: I haven't seen Gotham. I don't. On I don't watch a lot of drama TV shows. Um, I like The Walking Dead, and I like Game of Thrones. Yes. But other than that, everything I watch for real—I'm not lying this time—is comedy. Like I watch The Big Bang Theory and Modern Family. Love Big Bang and, Theory the best.
0: I tried the first season
2: and then Sheldon annoyed me. I'm sorry. That's the point of Sheldon. I know.
1: Sheldon is my spirit animal. I really believe that. He is like... (sighs) He is me.
2: (laughs) I did get really disappointed though because in like, it was the last season or the season before, Penny gave up. Like I loved Penny because she wanted to be an actress and it was so... I I liked that there was a TV show about it, and then she gave up, and it was very sad.
1: <laughs> well, it'd be interesting to see where they go with it. That should actually be starting up again pretty soon, if it's not started already. It already started up. Did it? Yeah.
2: They they haven't had a new episode in a couple of weeks, for whatever reason. Um, but I think there was a new one on Monday night. Night. Nice. Or no, Thursday. It's on on Thursdays now.
1: Yeah, that's... It changed. We've been... Really busy this year, so we haven't had a chance to watch the uh, new season yet, but it'll be interesting to see where they take it because they are really going into a lot of character changes with uh, Sheldon and...
2: Sheldon and Amy? Oh yeah, I heard about
1: Pretty that. much all of the he was gonna cast are him. trying to actually change them around a little bit. So it'll be interesting if they put Penny back into uh, acting... It seems like an obvious spot, but maybe she'll end up with something big, or maybe they'll send her in a different direction and Mm -hmm. actually have her succeed somewhere else. Would you You say
0: Sheldon's kind of like Dexter, because he, like, gradually becomes more... I don't want to say the wrong word. Not normal, but, like, more... Social. social. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Sheldon's like Dexter, minus the killing people part yeah, i yeah. mean that we know of that could be like the twist at the end of the series but yeah. <laughs> i'm not seeing it oh, i'm not sheldon seeing it going in that dexter. direction yeah sheldon <laughs> is dexter oh
0: my god did you ever watch how i met your mother
2: oh yes okay, good. that was my that's yeah that's probably one of my favorite tv shows of all time actually
0: then, another actor the uh, zach Braff was uh, with Garden State.
2: He... tell me more oh my god <laughs> <laughs> tell me
0: more tell me more it's like the of the car tell me more tell me more <laughs> it didn't get very far uh-huh.
2: mm-ba-bop, mm-ba-bop. No, if you search uh-huh. the deep recesses of the internet i did a um i did a flash mob with a bunch of my theater friends in college to that song nice. we sang it at a midnight breakfast in our college's cafeteria oh my god that
0: sounds so awesome it was glorious
2: <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, oh. sorry <laughs> Sci-
2: <laughs> sidetrack That was good.
0: Um,
1: I think that video probably will get
2: watched a lot now. I hope so. It was quite wonderful.
0: Garden State. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, Zach Braff, he's an actor. He wrote and directed and acted in Garden State, and it was like an homage to his hometown in New Jersey, and it was really good. It's one of my favorite movies.
2: Is it funny?
0: It's a dramedy, I guess. I mean, okay. Natalie Portman's in it as well. Ooh, and I love Natalie Portman. Oh wow! Same, right?
2: How um, have I not seen this?
0: And like uh, Ian Holm. Ah. And uh, probably some other people. Oh, <laughs> Sheldon's in it randomly. That dude, Jim Parsons. He mm-hmm. plays a knight from uh, medieval times. So um, yeah, <laughs> Jim Parsons plays a uh, plays a knight randomly. Who was a knight of uh, medieval times? It's where they like perform. You like go there for dinner. Oh, okay. And it's like a stadium thing and then they have like a mock, like, what is it called? Uh, I'm so like a jousting match? Yes, yeah, a jousting match. I need to I think a sword go eat there. Thing. I don't know.
2: How did I go to Los Angeles and not eat there? Right? I don't understand.
1: I've seen that in a couple of movies and I didn't realize that was actually a place. Yeah. I thought it was just something that they had made up and. Nope. For the movie, but now I'm gonna have to gonna have to check that up. I'm ever down there.
0: Yeah. But yeah, Jim Parsons. He was a knight. Yeah, Jim Parsons. And, uh, oh, who else is that uh, lady from that show? Uh, oh, that's so susp- <laughs> uh, so specific. So women. This lady.
2: I've never Amy... watched that actually.
0: Not Amy Smart. She's someone else. I don't know. It doesn't really <laughs> matter. I don't have to name off all these people. But it's a really good movie, and uh, it's like about this guy who's trying to be an actor in L.A. and works at a restaurant, at an Indian restaurant, <laughs> randomly, and I remember, like, the people, some customers are like, do we get any, like, free things? Like, at Mexican restaurants, do you get, like, chips? Do we get, like, free naan? And he's like, no, you don't get anything free. That's, like, a random part, but that's not even the best part. Of <laughs> it's just a random part. But he goes back to his hometown, because his mother passes away, and... Meets Natalie Portman, and she's, like, a pathological liar, and it's just really good. It's like a coming-of-age story in a way, even though he's, like, in his 20s. It's, like, he figures out who he is, and, yeah.
2: I'll have to watch it. Add it to the list.
0: That's
1: actually part of why we're doing the podcast, is because there's so many movies that I haven't seen and that she hasn't seen. That are, like, the ones that you should have seen already. Well, both
2: of you need to watch Fight Club. I know. I know that. <laughs>
1: That's actually on the list. Uh, I think it's been mentioned by um, Lion, Casey. Uh, I'm pretty sure Brandon mentioned it at some point. I mean,
2: it's a classic. Yeah. I don't even like it that much, but I'm like, yeah, you need to see it.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's certain movies that we haven't seen that we should have, and so... You don't know that ending, to- do you? <sighs>
2: Duh. That's what sucks about classics is they can't and, keep they can't remain secret. I know,
0: unusual suspects, I still haven't seen that.
2: I haven't seen unusual suspects.
0: Do you know about anything about it? No. Okay. Shh.
2: Keep something well, spoiler I free. Seen it either
0: I don't like spoilers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I hate the 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 internet ruined television that, and oh movies. Yeah.
0: That
1: whole thing right there is you're both talking about the same movie. Neither one of you seen it. You're telling <laughs> each other not to spoil it. <laughs>
2: Well, I yes, mean, the internet, like you just said, the internet ruins everything. You or can't... I Love
0: the 90s. They ruined Spike Club for me. That oh. like, countdown, whatever random thing. It started with I Love the 80s on VH1. Mm-hmm. and then They, went they and... did I Love the
2: 90s, yeah.
1: Well, my mm-hmm. thing is I listen to a movie podcast called The Movie Crypt. Mm-hmm. And they talk about a lot of different movies just randomly while they're talking. And there's so many spoilers that get kicked out, not because they're trying to spoil it, because but because it's a 30 year old movie or whatever that you probably should have seen at this point.
2: Andy Samberg is another person I admire greatly. He's hilarious. I love. Oh, what's the show he's in right now?
0: Brooklyn. Nine-
2: Brooklyn Nine Nine. I kept wanting to say Reno Nine One One, but that's me too. that's incorrect. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I've only seen the first episode. I need to watch. That's it It's funny.
2: It's good. It's good. Oh,
0: Natalie Did Portman. It... <laughs>
2: um, oh,
0: with the lonely island, like the, the SNL short with Natalie Portman. Which
2: one? Which one was she in?
0: An uh, SNL, like yeah. um, when she like it was like after V for Vendetta because her head was like shaved. Oh, yeah. She was like rapping. Oh,
2: yeah. I know which one you're talking about. I love that. I love Natalie Portman. I don't like that movie, unfortunately. I didn't
0: get into it either. Thank you. Thank you. Everyone loves it, and they're all going to hate
2: me. All of my friends love it, and I'm just like, "Mm, this is... I liked it the first time I saw it, and then every time I watch it, I liked it a little less, and now, like, it actually makes me angry.
1: (laughs) That's actually one that I've tried to watch a couple of times, and I need to sit down and really no you focus. don't
2: well no it's one
1: it's kind of like fight club to me it's one of them that i feel like i need to but fight club is like, a good
2: movie i mean that's the difference
1: but it depends on who you talk to as to whether it be for vendetta is a good movie because casey loves that movie
2: oh well, i'm sorry and, uh, <laughs> you can give your opinion <laughs>
1: the thing is, everyone's going to have a different view of the movies and Good, bad, or indifferent. There's just some that I feel like I should have seen. And that's one of them that's on the list to actually sit down and watch at some point. Just so at least I know what it's about. And if I like it, great. If I don't, great. You know. Mm -hmm. No harm, no foul. But at least I've seen it that
2: way, you Mm know.
0: Who are some of your favorite actors and actresses?
2: Ooh. Well, I said Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, yes. And I love Amy Schumer. And I love Lena Dunham. I love girls. I love girls.
0: It's so weird and, like... It's awkward but it's it's great great.
2: it's so great um i like i like so many people i love audrey hepburn Mm -hmm. she's like Mm -hmm. she's my icon i adore her i'm trying to think of guys because i'm just listing women but there's so many amazing actresses you can't help it
1: well i think anyone's gonna tend to do that you kind of tend to lean more towards uh, what gender The people you, you are. can look at, yeah. Okay. I love.
2: I like Bradley Cooper. Yes! Oh my god, he's so hot too.
0: Please. Yes, he is. <laughs> and I like um
2: um Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh my god, I love I, him so much. Did too. you see? Did you see? No, I need to see it. Oh don't my gosh! I need to see it. No, it's called The Walk. Man on a yeah. wires. Yes, no, it's so good. Oh, I and heard he's like, like people
0: vomit or something because it's so crazy.
2: Yeah. It Well, there was only a couple parts that really freaked me out, but it's really good, and the ending is really beautiful because. You kind of wonder through the whole thing whether they're going to address 9 11 because just of the subject matter. And they do it like really beautifully at the very end of the film with something he says. And it's gorgeous oh. and it's sad. And I loved it.
0: I love him so much. Yeah. Like,
2: and he does this, he he uh, plays an amazing guy. Like, uh, it was wonderful.
0: Like 500 Days of Summer. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah. Oh, my
2: God. That's the movie that made me love um, Zoe oh, Deschanel. Gosh, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: my gosh. Her eyes are so pretty.
2: Mm-hmm. Have you seen Brick? Mm mm. Justin Gordon. Oh, I'll have to watch it. It's like a film. I seriously noir. love him.
0: It's, like, it's really like weird and good. Cool. Like,
2: it's Lucas called Hoss is in it. Brick. Brick. Okay.
0: Oh, and like
2: I haven't even heard of it. Yeah. It's
0: like an earlier one, sort of ish. I don't know. I'll
2: married. add that to my list.
0: He got married and he has a kid now. I think he has a kid. He got a baby. <laughs> yeah, he has a baby. Child. Child. Children i'm like always married
2: dang it um (laughs) that's how i reacted when i found out that benedict cumberbatch was engaged (laughs) it literally broke my heart oh man that's another actor i admire greatly both for his talent and because i had a huge crush on him for so long
0: i still need to finish sherlock well i'm only on season one or series one whatever you want to
2: call it it's good it's just kind of dedicated yeah they're very long and the second the second episode of season one isn't very good. Oh,
0: yeah, that's the one I kind of, yeah. Yeah. The third the... episode
2: is really great, though. Okay. And then the entire second season is amazing. Okay.
0: They're doing some more stuff, I think.
2: In the second season? Well, yes, oh, they are they doing mean... more things. No. <laughs> they're doing, that's like, weird. More. Why would they do that? No, like, I don't know if they're doing a movie or they're doing like, something. So they're doing a Christmas special that I think is coming out this year, but they go a really long time between seasons like between the second and third season was like three years oh. and i think between the third and fourth season is going to be another three years right. because benedict cumberbatch and martin freeman are like huge Yeah, like they're so famous now you can't can't get a hold of them yeah
0: and then bill murray's gonna have a christmas special on netflix
2: oh, it makes me so something. happy and
0: like it's
2: gonna be great i love bill murray No.
0: know Seriously.
2: Have you seen, have you seen Zombieland?
0: Yes. Oh my God, Five so people
2: good. left alive in the entire world, and one of them is Bill Ethan Murray. I know.
1: <laughs> I liked that movie, actually. And then there's the unfortunate, uh, um, off uh, Stripperland. What? That was really bad. What? And it was you know filmed here that? in Portland. Really? Actually, right in Wilsonville. There was I mean, what are two <laughs> things?
2: I thought the one that was filmed at your work? yeah. Oh, I- <laughs> what are two things that Portland does well? Zombies and strippers. Pretty yeah, much to... that's,
1: that's what they were going up that's the whole movie right there. Oh god. I used it to was bad.
2: Woop woop. I, used... I mean that's the movie that inspired me to move to Portland. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Hashtag sarcasm. It's on your shirt. That's torque.
1: Okay. It's from a podcast I listen to. It's a D and D podcast. Oh,
2: okay. And I have
1: a D&D. Well that's good. Yeah. <laughs> um And Torque is a half work that is on character that's on the show. And he's like my favorite character off of that podcast. It's called Critical Hit.
2: Okay.
1: Really cool. No, actually.
2: That's a very subtle reference. Not a lot.
1: Most of my shirts you can pretty much immediately tell who it's supposed to be. But No,
0: we're all nursing. This one is <laughs>
2: nerds are the best people I know uh, let's be honest
0: society has let us open up and be nerds yep. and we're proud
2: it wasn't cool when I was in high school that would have <laughs> saved me so much problems no
1: <laughs> I think it would have saved us all a lot of problems yeah. cause you're looking at like hey, the nerd crew it. here hey
0: yeah. I mean yeah moved here from California like California Halloween it was awesome mm-hmm. like high school like yay everyone dressed up they even had contests and like mm-hmm. little events around it and then moved here or went to like tualatin and i was like one of five of the whole school it felt like that dressed up for halloween i was like really nobody dressed up in really
2: cool. i always did i actually love moving to portland because people get so to halloween oh no yeah I love it <laughs> no i mean that's, that's
1: our that's, favorite holiday that's, pretty much all three here
0: <laughs> that's the thing like portland's awesome it was just the high school was so like weird and like mm-hmm. like also in California the, the drama people, they were popular. They were cool kids. I guess <laughs> <California. laughs> Well
1: yeah, it's California. Oh. I mean
0: But it was like the Bay Area. But I moved here and of course the Thesbians are weird and they're like, eh, you're weird
2: and, <laughs> and
0: What kind of
1: advice would you give someone who's starting out in acting?
2: When you make the decision to do it do it. Like, you can't be hesitant about it. You can't, it, it can't be something that you just kind of want to do. If, if you think that it's where your calling lies, you have to, you have to dedicate yourself to it. And that doesn't mean like not having a day job or whatever, because I mean, you have to survive, but it means like that becomes your first priority, basically, if you want to be successful.
1: That's actually pretty good advice because some people kind of dabble in it doesn't matter what area you're in whether it's a hobby or whatever if you're not willing to dedicate yourself to whatever it is that you're doing Mm -hmm. then it's never going to come to fruition
2: (laughs) you have and you have to be bold about it um another thing i would say is don't be afraid to tell people that it's what you want to do too um For a long time, when I first started pursuing it, I was really hesitant to tell people that that's what I wanted to do. Uh, When people would ask me what I was going to do after graduation, I would always say, you know, something in my career field. And then slowly I started saying, you know, I think I might want to try acting. And then finally, in the past few months, I've become more comfortable. When people ask me what I do, I say, I'm an actor. And some people dismiss it you know, they think you're a flake or they think you're stupid, but a lot of people, one, they think it's really cool. And then two, you never know who you're going to talk to. So if you're in an airport and somebody asks you what you do and you say, I'm an actor, you never know if they're going to be like, oh, well, I'm a writer for X, Y, and Z. So it's great. Be bold. That's important. Even if other aspects of you aren't bold or if you're shy or whatever, you have, If you want to be successful in something like this, you have to be bold about that and own it and know that it makes you special. Yay. That's good advice, actually. Definitely. I like yeah. that. <laughs> I'm going to get down off my soapbox now. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, nothing wrong with getting up on a soapbox because it shows what you actually care about, you know. Mm-hmm. It shows that you're... You're passionate about what you're doing and what you're talking about, you know, so Mm I don't mind soapboxes. I get up on mine all the time. What are the new projects you have going on? You said you had two uh, feature-length films?
2: One that's actively filming right now. It's a horror film. It's called Dead Lake, and I've been working on that for a while now. I mean, everybody has day jobs in this area, so we've mostly been filming... It was more so in the summer, but, you know, in the afternoons and then weekends. And that is, um, it's actually filming up in Vancouver. And it's through a company called Marble Mountain Films. They're really good. It's a really awesome team of people that I get to work with. And I think it's going to be good. I can't say too much about the plot. They kind of want to keep it at least a little secret. But it is a horror movie. And it takes place in Ridgefield, Washington. And it's going to be good. It's going to be real good. The trailer should hopefully be coming out soon-ish fingers crossed
1: is this something that's going to have a theatrical release or something more local i do you know yet i
2: think they're hoping for theatrical releases i know that one of the crew members has connections with a distribution company but i'm sure it's all going to depend on how everything turns out so i think at the very least there will be local releases but you you always want to hope for the best though yeah (laughs)
1: When you find out about that or whenever it's getting ready to be released, let us know and we'll have you back on the podcast. That way you can... Yeah, totally. And I'll um, bring...
2: I mean, you should have the director and everybody on no, here. They're I, awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Is that kind of a remake of something or is that an original script?
2: It's an original script.
1: Okay. There was another movie I remember seeing, I don't know, 20 years ago or so that it was... It was called Dead like Dead uh, Lake uh, Yeah. I mean, it's so hard. It's it. so
2: hard to have original titles anymore. Everything's been... Almost everything's been used. Like, you have to delve pretty deep to find something super unique. What's your other one that you have going on? Um, so, that one's called The Gorge. And it's in pretty early stages of pre-production. It's also filming up in Vancouver um, with a company called Star Entertainment. And I'm actually going to be the lead in that one. So, nice. yeah. It's the lead role in a feature film, which is super exciting. Yeah. And... We've shot the trailer, or we shot a little bit for the teaser. I know I have to go in and do some ADR for it, and hopefully that'll come out. And then I think there, it's going to be more seriously filmed uh, starting when the weather warms up because we're going to be doing a lot of it out in the gorge, and I'm excited for that. I have to uh, I have to be a girl who's like, she's supposed to be a super athlete, so I kind of need to start like training, so I look like a super athlete, <laughs> but <laughs> I think it'll be fun. <laughs>
1: Are they going to supply you with a trainer, or is that pretty much going to be on you?
2: Probably going to be on me.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I figured. You know, that's one of the things that's really nice when you get into the big budget stuff. is
2: That's how all the famous people do it. Yeah. Everyone's like, I don't know how they lost that much weight for that film. Yeah, it's because they had a personal trainer and nutritionists mm-hmm. and all these other things, and because somebody was paying them $30 million to lose the weight. Like, <laughs> yeah.
1: Right, they... Pay them to take martial arts classes or mm-hmm. they... Um, I mean, do you think that Anne Hathaway diet? would have done
2: nothing but eat kale for a year if they weren't like, you're going to get $30 million and an Oscar for this role? Here you go. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, and there's a different level there, but you know, I wasn't sure if they were going to actually try and help with that or if that was going to be pretty much good life. <laughs> Yeah, it's
2: dedication. dedication on my part. So, we'll see.
1: Well, there's nothing wrong with that. You just got to make sure to stick to it. Yeah, but I love
2: food, so. (laughs) Uh,
1: Don't we all? (laughs) Yes.
2: I have a short film that is going to be filming in December that I also have to be in better shape for. But that's more, that's not so much because of the character so much as what my comfort level is for what I have to be filming. I want to be in better shape for it, so. That's good.
1: Well, if you start getting in shape for the other one, then that'll pretty much tie in.
2: Yeah.
1: Or is there anything else going on?
2: Um, I am in a series in a web series right now. We've done two episodes so far. Well, two sets of episodes. Uh, they it's called Happily Ever After. The concept is marriage counseling for historical couples. So we have Julius Caesar and Cleopatra and that's adorable and we have adam and eve we have mary and joseph and then we have jesus and mary magdalene i play mary magdalene so the first round of episodes so each a little over two minutes between two and three minutes each and each couple has their own episode so we've released the first four with each couple and then we film the second four and so those should start coming out shortly and then we're getting ready to shoot the third set in like two weekends and they're—I think they're pretty good. They're cute. They make me laugh when I read the scripts. And we did a big premiere party about a month ago, maybe a little bit more now. When the when they were finally done with the first set of episodes, and people reacted positively. I think think they're good.
1: That's very exciting. Yeah, sounds like you're doing a lot of stuff right
2: now. I, I've been very lucky. <laughs>
1: So if someone wants to get a hold of you or check out what you've done, do you have a website or anywhere that they can go take a look at? Yeah,
2: I actually have a website. It is danashay.com. So, yeah, just my name.com. Wow,
0: that's easy. I mean, and you're lucky that you
2: just... I was lucky that I got it. I was I was surprised, but it worked. I'm also the only Dana Shay on IMDb, which is hard, because there are, like, tons and tons of people on IMDb. Although I think there was another one on there, at one point because I have this credit listed under my name for this movie in 2011, it has me listed as the animal handler, and I've tried to get them to take it down like six times, and they won't. So I saw
1: that and was going to
2: ask you about it, and then yeah, didn't if there think, it, you know. if there is another Dana Shea out there who really was the animal handler on the movie talker in 2011 i apologize i'm not trying trying to steal your glory <laughs> please forgive me and blame imdb
1: well or just contact imdb and have them switch it over so you get your own yeah credit
2: so yeah they won't delete it <laughs> i've tried so hard i'm like i'm really trying to not take credit for this other person's work can you please take this down
1: nope thank you for coming on dana let us know when you have something coming out and we'll be
2: sure to get you back on the show. Yeah, thank you so much. This was so much fun. I yeah, love it. it was fun talking about
0: movies and TV shows and yeah,
2: cool. And all that stuff. Yeah, Lord <laughs> of the
0: Rings. Such a comedy. Oh my God. Ha 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 ha. Oh man, let's talk about films. This week, Mitch and I watched. In a world. In a world. In a world. It was directed by, written by, and starring Lake Bell.
1: She's trying to become a voice actor like her father, who does a lot of movie trailers, and he's always kept her at an uh, arm's length from the industry because he has a very sexist point of view of who can do uh, voice acting as far as trailers for movies goes. And he makes the claim that it's a male industry and that she just won't have a shot at any trailers. And so that's pretty much the breakdown of what the movie is about. She ends up landing a role for a...
0: Quadrilogy.
1: Uh, yeah, I was trying to think of the word. For a quadrilogy of...
0: Uh, kind of a parody for the Hunger Games. It's called, what, the Amazon Games?
1: Yeah, the Amazon Games, or Amazon, yeah, something like that. And... When he finds out that she landed the, she landed that job, he really pushes to get uh, the job instead of her, and so it creates that stripe for the whole movie of her trying to get into the industry and uh, land those particular jobs.
0: And land that guy in the, in his trophy room, no, uh, his relics in his relic yeah. room.
1: There's a protégé involved in it, and, um, so you've got all of them trying to get the same role, and she's wanting to change the landscape, so to speak, and get women voice actors in roles as the announcers for major movies, so.
0: Of course it involves Lake Bell's character's sister, um, I mean, Carol's sister... Danny and how they bond and how um, their sister code happens. (laughs) Sister code. Sister
1: code. Yeah, they never go into detail on the sister code. But it's the sister code.
0: And like, you know, it talks about Danny and her husband's relationship and...
1: The husband was Rob Cordry. Uh Danny was
0: Michaela Watkins. And the protege of the Dad was Gustav, played by Ken Marino. And we got uh Fred Melamed. And of course Dimitri Martin. <laughs> he's awesome. He plays Lewis and he's uh really good friends with Carol and He's really supportive of her dream and thinks she has a lot of talent.
1: Well, and he's also the love interest.
0: Ooh la la. They're so cute. They were. They were like so cute. I mean, I wasn't expecting it to be like cutesy and stuff, but it worked. And, you know, and he was all awkward. And I was just like, that's the male version of me. I was, like, so appreciative that they had some character like that because it's like, that's the real world, yo. You know, people aren't gonna... It's not Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks (laughs) or something, you know. It's like, people are awkward. It happens, and... Duh.
1: Yeah, there's imperfections in the real world that they don't show in some of the movies, even though... And I'm a huge fan of, what's the other one, not the Empire State Building, but the book one.
0: Oh no, you've got mail? You like that movie?
1: I'm a huge fan of You've Got Mail. Why? I like that movie. There's an unrealistic view because everything just works out peachy even though they're enemies and they're... uh the language is never faltering and there never seems to be that really uncomfortableness that would happen, you know? It just, uh, everything's a little too perfect, but then it's a movie. So it was kind of interesting to see there was pretty much no comfortable scene in in a world at Mm -hmm. all. Everything was a little off-kilter and a little bit uncomfortable, and It made it work. It was a funny movie. That helped.
0: I loved it. (laughs) And, uh, you know, that guy that Danny was, like, being flirted with, uh, Terry, (laughs) in the trailer voiceover, he was uh, the film's BAFTA-winning director, Terrence Pouncer. So, haha. Um, But, yeah, I thought... He was a really nice addition. So we got um, Terrence Pouncer, played by Jason O'Mara, comes into Danny's life. He's like, oh, you're not wearing a wedding ring, eh? I can't do an Irish accent right now, but it was glorious. Tape recorder. I thought that was interesting. I mean, I've never looked into techniques for voice actors, but that's a really good one really good idea to have a tape recorder around just to pick up on people's dialects and just their how they enunciate words and their inflections and kind of like characterize different people it was pretty cool just like there there was the what was it she was in the laundromat and she was like oh this guy sounds interesting with his accent like I don't know it seemed like an island pacific islander I don't know what you call it um but then these teeny boppers come in there and she's like what this could be well,
1: uh she even had tried to record them because she's like okay well that's an interesting speech pattern as well and then they all were talking at the same time so she couldn't get a solid read off of anyone or recording off of anyone
0: yeah do you know, we're going get a good smoothie. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: And that actually led into one of my favorite lines in the movie. When the girl is talking with the high-pitched uh, voice, and they were talking with kind of a valley girl kind of thing going on. And Carol bumps into her and she said, oh, that's so rude. But she says it in her valley girl way of speaking, very high-pitched, that kind of thing. And Carol stops and said, I'm not a vocal coach anymore, but I would make an exception for you because you sound like a squeaky toy. I don't mean that in a bad way. And I just really liked the way she said that and just how absolutely a expensive it would be to most people but in her case being a vocal coach it's not necessarily a bad thing she's saying okay i want to help you out but it was just probably one of the most unexpected and um random things i've heard in a long time in a movie and i really like that line yeah Okay, um... oh, I like that
0: uh oh, God, I his name um, I like that Nick Offerman was in there randomly. It was like you know he's a comedian and uh, he was the one that was like a producer, I believe like he helped Lewis out with Cher there and um he kind of like was trying to help Lewis to woo Carol in a way I mean Cher was too, but I don't know. That's pretty cool.
1: I thought the movie was very interesting because I've been, I've been listening to a couple of different podcasts about voice acting, and I find it interesting to kind of see a movie about the same uh, subject and to kind of watch and go back between what I know from the podcast and. Um, what they're showing on the movie, which I realize is not going to um, be exact, but it was kind of fun to watch and see how close they were coming in the movie to what I've heard about the actual world of uh, voice acting. So I thought that was kind of fun. the sister Danny and her husband Mo that they were both kind of frustrated in their relationship with each other Uh, they argued a lot and there was potential for each of them to cheat and uh, do things like that that they weren't supposed to be doing and so that was a constant tension through the whole movie you have this Interesting field of what they're, um, the main part of the movie is about and then you also have this relationship tension that is um, kind of putting you on edge too because you're watching this and you're watching a relationship start to self-destruct. You kind of see it coming but you don't know how it's going to happen.
0: And then Carol's stuck in the middle of it kind of not by choice, but then by choice because she had nowhere else to stay.
1: (laughs) Well, and she also stepped up and um, helped them out and kind of showed them what they were showed them what they meant to each other.
0: With a sandwich bar.
1: With a sandwich bar, yes. (laughs) There was that whole tension through the thing and while to me it was It seemed a little unnecessary. It definitely added an interesting interesting direction to the whole thing. And you see more of the real world in this environment than what you see in a lot of movies. A lot of times they won't touch on the things that are falling apart where, you know, that's reality.
0: Well, you did have uh, Eva Longoria in there. The, what do you think, you slapper? <laughs> it was just so random. It was like, let's just have Eva Gore in here, you know.
1: Yeah, it was no point for her to actually be in it other than. Mm. Hmm?
0: To show her talent, to show Carol's talent as a voice coach. Yeah. Well, I mean, trying to help. Yeah,
1: know? exactly. And that was uh, interesting that they went that route and just pulled someone really famous in and said, okay, well, here you go, you know or even more famous than, I don't know. Is Lake Bell actually fairly famous? That's the first time I've heard of her. She's
0: semi-famous. I mean, she was in a TV show on NBC called Surface, but I think it only lasted a season and then something on HBO. But, yeah, not not, not so much. Oh, sorry. (laughs)
1: Well, no, I mean, just i was trying to think if she was actually been in something other than
0: oh she's f- from company. uh this this tv show called children's hospital and um rob cordray's in it and so is um ken marino they're both in it and it's like a parody off of like doctors and stuff but but it's at, like a children's hospital i believe well duh and uh It's really oddball comedy, but it's interesting. I've seen a couple episodes. I know it's on Netflix, so I would say check that out. You know, it's really random.
1: (laughs) Lake Bell was really interesting in this. I thought she did a really good job. One thing I was kind of wondering about, actually, is when she went into the announcer voice, I was kind of curious if that was actually her doing that voice or if they um, had a voice actor come in and actually do that part of it. I I, think
0: it was really her.
1: I think so. It sounded a lot like her, but I thought that was interesting, you know. Overall, I think a big part of the movie is um, Carol kind of growing up a little bit, moving out of her dad's house, stepping out from under his shadow, and actually stepping out into the real world and Attempting to make it on her own. Because she's definitely not getting her dad's support through this whole thing. And she has this character arc of her... She has this character arc of her kind of growing up and learning what it is to do your own thing. And at the same time, she gets to... Be right smack dab in the middle of other people's marital problems all the way around, and then of course her dad is dating a twenty-year-old or thirty. Twenty-year-old.
0: <laughs> then he lied.
1: No, that was the whole joke going. No, oh, I know the whole thing. Yeah, that was a uh, that was an interesting arc, and of course the daughters. Both really resented his girlfriend because, uh, I think a lot just because of her age, but
0: also she had. She smelled like lifesavers.
1: Yeah, she's basically still a kid, and he's an adult and should not be in that situation, they thought, you know? Mm. But then she also had a bit of a character arc because towards the end of the movie, when she needed to grow up some and say, hold on, no, you need to be acting like an adult. She's the one that did that, you know? So I thought that was cool that they let her grow a little bit at the by the end of the movie, too. You know? I think everyone pretty much grew in the movie. No one stayed...
0: Mm, not Gustav. <laughs> Gustav, no. Nope. Yeah,
1: Gustav stayed pretty much the same. He was unaffected by the whole event. But other than Gustav, I think Pretty much everyone else had something that they uh, got to learn or grow in some way or whatever.
0: Yeah, so the fact, you know, I mean, it definitely hit a lot on feminism and women's rights in a way, you know, like that women are so capable of what men can do.
1: This is a mainly a male-dominated area with the um, trailers and everything. Yeah, And women trying to get into that field where women are not normally a big part of the boys' trailer area. You had Don LaFontaine who was the um, in a world. He's the one that did all of it for so long and unless you sounded like that they really didn't look at um, women for that role unless it was for comedies or children's movies or something like that you didn't get the serious big budget movies that were being done by
0: yeah I mean the whole fact that a woman directed and wrote and starred in her own movie. It's a big shout-out to feminism.
1: Well, and I think that is getting to be a little bit less of a unique situation. I think there are a lot of uh, female directors out there. Oh, yeah. But it is interesting when you have a movie that is written, directed and uh, starring a female actress. And uh, it's good to see. I think there really is still too much male dominance in a lot of different fields, and there is no point to that. Women can do pretty much any job that a man can do, sometimes better. Actually... I'd say men and women can do most things equally as good. So there are gonna be things that um, women are better at than men, or a given woman is gonna be better at than a given man, or a given man is gonna be better at than a given woman. But overall, I think both genders can do almost any job out there or any craft out there equally as well. You know, you're going to have people who shine more than other people, but I don't understand the gender bias that still exists in a lot of um, a lot of areas because it doesn't really need to be there if you start cutting out one gender or the other just because you're a... Uh, female or you're a man, then you're cutting out the creative value that is right in front of you. All you have to do is be able to step back from your own personal bias and stuff and say, okay, this person has a good voice, so we're going to use them for this movie. And I think it's a big part of it is people just need to get out of their own way even in my um, day job we run into this problem I was just discussing it with one of my employees today about the same exact thing there's a gender bias that really shouldn't be there there's no point in having a gender bias where none is needed you know
0: I know I already said it but like Dimitri Martin and like Bell like they were just so cute, and yeah, they uh, were a really cool little uncomfortable
1: couple. And to watch them try to um, try to start a relationship, it was interesting to watch that develop because it it didn't take the straightforward route that it should have. It took the side route that seems to happen in real life more than in movies. In because movies I've... everything is just point A to point B and in, in the real world it never happens that way. I enjoyed that.
0: Everyone has insecurities and they kind of take control sometimes.
1: I really enjoyed the movie. It was interesting from a it was interesting from the point of view that for me going into it I was interested in the uh, voice acting aspect of it and I thought they um, did a pretty decent job with that although it would have been fun to see maybe some of the outtakes and stuff or a little bit more in depth in the voice acting world other than just the movie announcer trailer part of it you know but I thought it was a lot of fun, and um, definitely one that I'll probably watch again.
0: Same here. It was exquisite. With a monocle and a mustache.
1: (laughs) Wow. It was definitely worth watching, and it kind of gave a almost a wake-up call to the Hollywood kind of almost gave people involved in that uh, field and kind of a wake-up call for Hollywood all the way around, just as far as the gender bias that we were talking about, you know, it's basically saying, hey, you know, we can do this. We have voices that people will want to hear and will respond to and being, announcers for big movies you know we can do this and actually we can do this and be just as good as our male counterparts you know so that was it was definitely good
0: oh my god it was so weird when um gustav started kissing her nose <laughs> oh i forgot about that <laughs> why I-
1: that's kind of what we were both saying. The whole scene that went on way
0: too long. Yeah.
1: That was a throwback to Hot Shots Part D. An old Charlie Sheen parody movie of uh, Top Gun. He does that very uncomfortable nose sucky kiss thing. And it was a, whoa, what is that even there? So... Um, yeah, that was an unnecessary scene that just made the whole thing uncomfortable.
0: Oh, it was necessary. To make you feel uncomfortable.
1: I don't understand how that scene progressed beyond that as far as it did. I'm pretty sure most people would have stopped it at that point and said, No, look at the time. why you gotta go. You know? I don't know It was Very odd Mm Hmm. Yep If you want to see the uh, nose kiss scene I'm sure you can do that I'm not going to explain it right now So Mm. Yeah Okay so overall what did you think of the movie?
0: It was really good I really enjoyed it It spoke to me You know as a aspiring voice actor and just the film industry was shown in a realistic way and uh, i would you know give it definitely five out of five stars
1: well realistic from our point of view anyway i'm sure on the inside of it it may be a little bit different but from what i i've heard about it and I'm sure what you've heard about it, it seems kind of accurate, but, you know, it goes back to generalizations there, you know, it doesn't work to do a generalization of any given thing, but, um, I really enjoyed the movie, I don't think I'd go as far as 5 out of 5, but I'd say definitely 3.5 to 4 stars, something like that, you know. It's just not one that I'm going to sit down and watch over and over and over. But I'll definitely watch it again at some point, you know?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, it's not, like, my favorite movie, but I thought it was very well done.
1: Yeah, it was well done. That's that's the important bit. Okay, so the next movie we're going to watch and review for the podcast is...
0: Fight Club. Which is a
1: bit of a problem because... What I do know about Fight Club is you don't talk about Fight Club, so... Oh, boy, yeah. We'll see how well that does on the podcast if we can't talk about it, but... Zippy lid. Okay, so that wraps it up for this edition of Film Underdogs.
0: Hey, listeners, check us out on Facebook, Film Underdogs. And on Twitter, you can find us at Film Underdogs. You can contact us by email filmunderdogs at gmail.com For our
1: next episode, we're going to have West Ramsey on. He's a local actor who we've worked with on one project so far. He was in the 48-hour film project that we did. And I've bumped into him several times since then. And so we're going to have him on and... Uh, Talk about his experiences some um, and always remember to follow your dreams
0: and stay inspired purpose a place we have no great war no great depression our great war is a spiritual war our great depression is our lives